my Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Making his way to the radio from Memphis, Tennessee, the home of rhythm and bruise. Please welcome your host and your hero, Kevin Cerrito. Cerrito. It's time to talk wrestling on the radio. Welcome in to the Street Live Wrestling Hour. We're back. We were off last week for March Madness, but we're back talking wrestling today. we got an action-packed hour coming your way. Uh, joining me in studio a little bit later on this hour, making his debut on the program, Anthony Sane will be here. Can't wait to talk to Anthony Sane. He is the... Grizzlies writer now for the Memphis Flyer. And he's going to join us as we uh, take a look back at all six Grizzlies wrestling nights here um, over the past over the past few uh, few months and months and months and the few years that's been going on. We're also going to be joined by Kenny Herzog. Kenny Herzog is the uh, a freelance professional wrestling writer and for the ringer.com. Uh, he has this series of articles up. TheRinger.com about uh, WrestleMania and uh, his WrestleMania book, uh, as he's calling his his match book that's going up. It's kind of a pun. Uh, the match book for WrestleMania, where he's breaking down all the big matches for WrestleMania. It is, is a must-read. Check it out at TheRinger.com. But Kenny Herzog is going to join us momentarily. We'll talk about the biggest story of the week in professional wrestling with him as well. But uh, first, I do need to tell we had so much fun the other night. Big shout out to everybody who came out to Trivia Mania at Laughlin Yard. It was so much fun. The folks from 901 Wrestling there, Thunder Lucas uh, back there. We played uh, six exciting rounds of trivia about professional wrestling. And it's always great to get together with everyone, um, all the wrestling fans from across the territory uh, at one night for 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 so much fun because we, you know, we do these a, a few times a year and trivia mania always always a blast. Shout out to the winners, congratulations to them. But I do need to announce our next wrestling trivia night. It's coming up quickly because this year Money in the Bank Money in the Bank is early this year. Usually it's in June or July. For the first time ever, it will be taking place in May, which means House Money in the Bank is happening in May as well. The date you can go ahead and mark your calendar if you are. A wrestling fan out there, you've, if you're a big fan of the coming out to our trivia nights, or if you haven't been before, go ahead. Circle May the 9th, Thursday, May 9th at Memphis Maids Tap Room in Cooper Young. It will be house money in the bank. We've got the NWO set up to be there, the new wing order. And so they will be out there. It will be house money in the bank. During this, this is a very special pro wrestling trivia night. The winner gets a briefcase containing Memphis made house cash in a contract that he or she can cash in for a trivia championship match at any point during the year. So that is House Money in the Bank, May 9th. Go ahead, mark it on your calendar. We'll start taking reservations uh, for that on Friday over at the Cerrito Trivia Facebook page, CerritoTrivia.com, 7 p.m. bell time that day. It is free to play. Even if you don't think you can win but you love pro wrestling, you should come out and just be a – among other like-minded wrestling fans from across the territory, it's uh, it's free to come. 
And you can just watch, eat, drink, cheer, boo, chant, etc. The uh, House Money in the Bank, May 9th at the Memphis Made Tap Room. We are just a couple of days away. We are about a week away, actually, from WrestleMania 35. And joining me now to talk about WrestleMania and the biggest story of the week is Kenny Herzog. He is a freelance professional wrestling writer. And he's got this great series of WrestleMania stories. His WrestleMania matchbook up now at TheRinger.com. Kenny joins me now. Good morning, Kenny. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Good morning. Good good to hear your voice. Uh, I've, heard, I've heard you a lot, actually, on the Masked Man Show podcast recently. Uh, oh, yes. Well, David, though, is very uh, benevolent in, in having me on as a guest. Your your series of write-ups have been uh, so much fun to read on the road to WrestleMania. Where did the idea come to do these matchbooks where you do deep dives into all of these these wrestling feuds here as we get closer to WrestleMania? That's a good question. Yeah, I get, um, we, we were talking, uh, David Shoemaker, a.k.a. The Masked Man, uh, and myself were talking about ways to approach Mania coverage, and um, David wanted to maybe do kind of a detailed match-by-match thing and um, and left it to me to kind of take it from there, and I just kind of came up with the whole matchbook uh, formula with the prologue and the chapters and the postscript and the whole deal, and certainly ultimately makes both of our life e- lives easier doing a series when there's a template in place, and we just kind of plug and play as we go along. Yeah, it, it, it is great. Do you have any more planned, or have you, have you uh, reached the conclusion of this series? Well, I mean, yeah, some people were tweeting me saying, you know, there's still about 10 or 11 matches you're going to have to get to. And, I, you know, the thing was they were only announcing matches as quickly as they were announcing them. So um, we're not going to be able to just, uh, you know, catch up on the remaining umpteen. However, we do have one coming up on the Kofi Kingston-Daniel Bryan match. That's um, that's, that's the, the one that's and, missing. And, so the main one that's missing, that's in the can, that should be going up early this week. And then there'll be a, a subsequent kind of final edition that really kind of wraps up the rest. Not to suggest the rest are remnants, but it's just, again, simply they have been announcing things piecemeal at such a kind of gradual pace that uh, just sort of, you know, ran out the clock here. Okay. And so did you have to delete your Oscar draft that you had? <laughs> um, you know, it's funny, right? I was thinking in my mind, like, you know, I really would like to be alternating more more women's matches, but, I, you know, they kind of didn't uh, really give I mean, we thought about maybe covering the women's tag match, but even that wasn't solidified until just a few days ago, and it felt like um, Kofi Bryan was probably more ultimately compelling to get to. Um, and then, of course, we all found out yesterday that they just um, put the rest of the women together in a thankless uh, scrum of a battle royal, so... That to me is a big headlining story. This kind of uh, of this WrestleMania, this contrast of yes, the the women are main eventing, but then the rest of the women's card kind of falls off a cliff. Right, exactly. It's kind of uh, one step forward, two steps back. While they can like put on the billboards this big accomplishment that they have that the women are main eventing WrestleMania, but. Really, is, are there just the same amount of women's matches as there were last year, if not less, on the card? And they're still planning to go back to Saudi Arabia, where the these women who will be headlining the biggest event of the year will not even be on that uh, card. So it it they're not they're never uh, slow to pat themselves on the back at all. It, it well, seems Barry, Barry Horowitz's gimmick was really just the WWE's 
they're running that same Barry Horowitz gimmick here with the women's revolution. Well, I, you know, it's fun. Barry Horowitz, who's a, a bit of who's a mensch. You know, I, I did a story on him just a few years ago uh, at RollingStone.com about sort of where he's been and his whole uh, trajectory. But anyway, that's I digress. Um, yes, point taken about the, um, the the visual of the company uh, essentially patting themselves in the back. And you know, I don't want to conflate the Saudi Arabia thing with the, the sort of underwritten um, women's mania undercard. But I, yes, there is certainly. You could zoom out and talk about the um, status of the women's revolution and that there's still certainly um, room to improve. And you could also argue that the most important woman that's in the WWE orbit, if not you know, directly involved with them currently, um, <laughs> Linda McMahon, is, is, uh, the matriarch, is kind of making the biggest headlines in, in, in um, mainstream news in the last couple of days, as it, as it turns out. So she's stealing... I'm convinced Linda resigned when she did just to steal Ronda Rousey's thunder. Oh. <laughs> All right, Kenny Herzog's joining us here from from the ringer.com uh, and uh so every week on the show we do talk about the biggest story of the week in professional wrestling. Off, often it is the biggest story in the history of our sport. In the history of our sport, the biggest match in pro wrestling history, the two biggest superstars in our sport in the biggest event this sport has ever seen, the biggest match in the history of our sport. It's the biggest story in the history of our great sport. All right, thank you, Tony. The, <laughs> uh, the the story this week we've already touched on it, but WWE did announce that the women's triple threat will be going on last here uh, for the first time. I think I can ever remember they announced what is going to be going on last at WrestleMania, and it will be the match that involves Ronda Rousey, who is the Raw Women's Champion, going against Becky Lynch, and now the new SmackDown Live Women's Champion Charlotte. Flair. So that announcement happening this week and also that title change where Asuka dropped the title to Charlotte Flair in just the middle of SmackDown. Actually, well done the way that they did it, addressing that it's kind of randomly happening. But And it was a great match. But Asuka now off of uh, wrestling, I guess she's going to be in the Andre the Giant. Uh, well, that's not what it's called. What It's not Fabulous Moolah either. They still don't have a name for that battle royal. They should just be called the Happy to Be Here Battle Royal. <laughs> Right, they're happy to be here. They were on the card. Like uh, anyway, anyway. So that is the big story of the week. I don't think it's it was surprising at all. And what is surprising is they they're putting that SmackDown title in there. How did how did you, did, did the match need the SmackDown championship? I mean, you say you you are not um, surprised that they inserted the uh, SmackDown Women's Champion now into um, the I'm main not. event, but. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little. I was a little surprised. I just, to me, it it demonstrated that okay, despite the press releases boasting about this women's main event, despite the then um, broadcasting on Raw and SmackDown about all the news outlets that were basically reporting on the press release about the fact that this would be the women's main event, then they went ahead went ahead and executed something that almost felt like they were trying to give themselves a little bit of cover and a little bit of a cushion to make sure that it couldn't fail, uh, you know, with this, with this extra um, enticement that Charlotte is now again the SmackDown Women's Champion. I don't know if it was worth the trade-off of how it diminishes um, what was already a subdued yet overdue SmackDown Women's title reign for Asuka. So uh, who am I to second guess? But it definitely, it definitely felt like they were... Um, 
you know, it, de- it definitely um, uh, went against the the expressed confidence they had in these three women headlining the main event as it was. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I, it, it deludes like that they earned it, like that this is uh, it's happening because it's just a match and not now because well. Gee, it's the only match with the two titles in the division. You know, there's like more of it didn't need it. It didn't need it. I wasn't surprised when I saw when I saw that match was happening. I was like, oh my goodness, I see what they're doing here. Like, um, the I did. There was nothing happening with Oscar so at all, and uh-huh. that is WWE's fault that that was that they weren't doing anything with that title or figuring out a direction with that. So that's why I wasn't surprised that it happened. Nell, we just got to figure out, do you think both titles are going to be on the line and that they're going to unify the belts or just have somebody have both titles? Um, or is only one title going to be on the line? Do we have any idea where that stipulation is going to go? I mean, as a fan, as sort of an old school fan, or you could just say old, I would prefer that at least the week heading into mania, that things are kind of settled and we can all just let it sink in and process it and, and, they can just focus on the stories and you know all that kind of stuff, but it seems like they're um, you know adding stipulations and adding and confirming matches um, up until the very you know <laughs> final final minute here. So um, the uh, the story is still being written, I suppose. Um, I, I I don't know how I don't know I, I, what was the runner. Is there even a runner up? Would you okay? Whoever wins first. <laughs> win the Raw title, and then the two remaining women fight over the SmackDown, which would then suggest that the SmackDown title is lesser than, unless you say, no, it's because the Raw title was always the one initially on the line. I don't think they're going to put the SmackDown title on the line. I do think um, if there's any chance that there was a war of egos about things behind the scenes and, and you know, somebody wanted to make everyone happy, and there was one of the three that was willing to put their ego on the line, uh, on the on the burner and say I don't need a belt coming out of this. I'll still feel strong coming out of this match. Who knows? That's all speculation stuff for the the rumor mill. But I don't think both titles will change hands. Hmm. Okay. Well, I it it is interesting. It does. I'm I'm not liking it as much the more that we talk about it. Having Charlotte go in there, <laughs> it, it does take away. But if both titles are on the line, the winner is unifying the women's championship in some way because they do have those tag titles that float the shows already. And I, I would love to see the titles, the the major titles float the shows, um, keeping the brand split going with floating titles. That, that maybe maybe they still have that to announce and and they haven't got there yet. But uh, we go ahead. Oh, I, I apologize, you. I didn't mean to interrupt our host. No, go ahead. Uh, it just occurred to me. You know, it also just makes all the sense in the world. You know, if Becky Lynch, let's say, wins the Raw title, goes over to Raw, and really has a, a big rivalry in earnest with with Rousey, while Charlotte, who's ultimately um, the bigger draw between herself and Asuka, can just sort of settle back in comfortably as the SmackDown Women's Champ, and then maybe something happens with her and Asuka, and Asuka's back in the spotlight. That's all I was thinking. Yeah, those are the women will be main eventing WrestleMania this year. That is the, the big news coming out of, out of this week. But there's two big names that have become free agents in the world of professional wrestling. Do you think either one of these two guys will be making an appearance at WrestleMania? We have this week the retirement announcements of both Conor McGregor and Gronk, Stephen Gruskowski, both of them <laughs> announcing, uh, yeah, Gronk and McGregor, both big free agents, right? Like, could they be going to WWE? Will one of them show up at WrestleMania? I, I don't know. 
<laughs> how much I can personally stomach of Rob Gronkowski and on uh, on my television on um, any more regular basis than he'd already been in the far away uh, you know quarters of of Patriot football. But um, you know he's he's certainly got time on his hands. I mean, to me, it makes no sense. I mean, if the guy theoretically retired because he's um, just had a you know, history of, of injuries and, and concussions, I don't see what he has to gain by putting his body on the line for WWE, um, except for just the uh, fulfilling the childhood fantasy. And the Mojo Rolly gimmick has not really gone anywhere, and that's kind of the, the link, it seems, there from with Gronkowski to, uh, to WWE. And Conor McGregor, on the other hand, there's such a fluidity going on back and forth between pro wrestling and mixed martial arts these days, or, you know, I know that Conor McGregor doesn't like it being called that, I think, but uh, I guess, you know, I mean, I, I just sort of, if it sounds like I'm audibly shrugging, it's because who am I to, to, to assume one way or the other, but also I kind of don't care if either of them, what either of them do. I don't particularly, um, I don't particularly follow or admire either of them as <laughs> athletes and entertainers. <laughs> All right, I, there's a I, there's a great chance Grant could be at WrestleMania if I'm if I'm picking the two because of the uh, Andre the Giant battle rule he he would be a heel there in New York New Jersey uh, it could be it could be interesting but all right uh, oh, so, I think both no of doubt, them, no doubt I there's think, a chance of a mania cameo yeah I think both of them can add can contribute here to 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 something in in the world of of, of WWE and of, definitely because of Gronk's connection with 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 Mojo. The uh real quick I want to get into some express matchbooks and you're you're pretty much done. Your 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 series of articles completely done. There will be some matches left without any insight from Kenny Herzog. So I was you've got a Brock Lesnar Seth Rollins matchbook up. You've got a matchbook for the Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair and that one keeps uh, changing by the day. You have a Shane McMahon versus The Miz matchbook and AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Really good insight in that one. Thanks. And you got Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre and the Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston will be dropping. So let's look at some of these other matches. On the, you have Triple H Batista as well, right? Yeah. We did, and we did Triple H Batista. Did you mention Sh- uh, Miz and Shane? And we also did. Right. And so that yeah, okay. leaves, yeah, so that leaves uh, Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese. I didn't even know that was on the card yet. Do you know anything about that? Any thoughts on that? Tony, look, hey, it, theoretically, it's, a, it's an issue of two guys who used to be pals, you know, going at it for the title. Tony Nese, Long Island, hometown guy. Buddy Murphy's had the belt for a while. I'm, I'm going with uh, the, uh, the human action figure, which is pretty much what Tony Nese represents in stature. Buddy, Buddy Murphy's uh, significant other is hosting WrestleMania. Yes. It will be one big mania of bliss. But not hosting the pre-show, which he would be on. I, you know, she, who would dare relegate her to the to the doldrums of the pre-show? This is she is a main show hostess only. Oh, you're not going to do a match book on the host. You're going to do a whole write up about Alexa Bliss. I mean, a, a write up on Alexa Bliss in in general isn't isn't um, the wildest idea because certainly it's there's some, there's reason to inquire about where things. Things go with her from here, health notwithstanding. But yeah, Put not her, much else to say. She should be at the commentary desk. She would be outstanding uh, mm-hmm. in the broadcast booth. A, a, a female heel uh, announcer uh, will really help, would uh, be enhance the, the the women's division there. Okay, let's see. Well, we got Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. This is the one that actually you probably could do a matchbook on. Yeah, and you know, it, I think the only reason that 
this was announced, you know, a few weeks ago, but at the end of the day, I mean, we're all a little underwhelmed with what happened. We all suspect that something else might happen, a, a John Cena or even a Jason Jordan or something might, might uh, someone or something might appear and materialize and make this more interesting. But Angle has kind of been overexposed anyway in this weird farewell tour. And, and you know, it's, it's not been that glorious to, uh, to invoke Bobby Roode. And I, I just, uh, I think, I think Kurt is, um, you know, right to kind of hang them up. And, and I didn't have, I just didn't have a whole lot to, uh, to add to the situation, <laughs> but I'm sure Kurt wins in some form or fashion. There could be a swerve involved because everybody's very upset about the Baron Corbin being involved in it. There could be like, there's still no John Cena on the card. There's still no the undertaker. Could it be possible that one of them, uh, gets involved. The John Cena getting involved and in being the actual po- opponent for Kurt Angle would be a huge WrestleMania surprise. Uh, not that that's going to happen. I'm just saying it, something. I mean, you know, as a personal odds maker, you know, Cena <laughs> or Jason Jordan to me again is just like those are the two people that make any kind of sense um, unless we want to pretend that, um, you know, Angle decided to just put up Jordan for adoption, uh, perhaps with another promotion. I don't know. Oh, and when you've got the storyline going on with Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio, with Rey Mysterio's son Dominic is back. Uh, that so, if you want, if you want to have a son storyline, you've got one here uh, with Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. What do you, you got a, a matchbook express on that one? Yeah, I, I'm not really sure why it is that Samoa Joe. They, it seems like they for him to be over in a, in a feud, they need him to be perhaps uh, menacing someone's family, <laughs> nuclear right. family, because that seems like there's something right headed in this direction. Dominic, at some point, you could see him, you know, jumping the barrier and getting involved. Who knows if this is a launching pad of sorts for him. He might be in developmental in a year for all we know. Or he could be the new Nicholas. We, who, <laughs> but, but I don't think there's a lot, um, you know, I'm sure, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be a fine match. I mean, I hope Samoa Joe retains uh, oh. as much as, Rey Mysterio, probably a title in this stretch would would um, legitimize you know this latest this latest run being more than just a ceremonial thing. And, and Ray looks good and and is is a legend. But um, I, I like the idea of Samoa Joe hanging on to this belt for a while. Yeah, if that was Bear. If that was Braun Strowman. It was Braun Strowman versus Rey Mysterio. I could see like it turn into a tag match with Nicholas and, and, and Dominic. That would have been <laughs> Nicholas's puberty is on the line. That's the stipulation. The we're talking with Kenny Herzog. Uh, we're doing some matchbooks expresses here, talking about these matches that he uh, just will not have time to do deep dives on here before WrestleMania. Yes, they will. I will round them up in one in one compressed matter or other, but not the deep okay. dive. No deep dive. One roundup. So the the Boston Hug Connection versus the Divas of Doom is what they're. That's okay. That's right. Beth Phoenix and Natalia. I actually had Natalia on this show and asked her if she was going to reunite with Beth Phoenix, kind of half-jokingly, uh, months ago uh, when they and announced she, the tag titles, and here she took she my advice. No. Yeah, the Iconics, uh, Nia Jackson, Tamina. Uh, let's just skip that one, and let's get Bobby Lashley versus <laughs> Ben Balor. <laughs> I want to get to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Warrior. What is what is happening here? We do have Braun Strowman for the second consecutive year involved in what is a uh, very head scratching WrestleMania moment. Like his, it's over now for Braun Strowman, right? Like it's this is this he is the new Big Show. Yeah, right. Well, uh, well, uh, the Big Show was at least um, you know a formidable uh, you know, multi time champion before he became more of a ambassador, you know, of sorts. I, I, I 
this is something that you know um, David Shoemaker and I talked about on the Mass Man Show as well, and we were both kind of tongue-tied to for an explanation. Um, I think it's unfortunate that yeah, he's being booked as almost kind of the comedy gimmick act. You know, two years running at Mania, even though he technically won one one half of the tag team titles last year. Um, he's a good sport, you know. He's doing what he's a good soldier. That's all I can say. And when they have something different for him, um, you know, then that will happen. It's never, it's the inner workings of all of this stuff tends to be both more and less complicated than than we all imagine. So I don't think it's a zero sum game for him. I don't think he's just, you know, I don't think he's done, but um, he can always be reanimated and revived. I would expect he would be. I would expect next WrestleMania he'll be in a more prominent position, but who is to say? Yeah, who, who knows? Where, where can they go from here? He's, he's feuding with the SNL Weekend Update guys. And I'm looking at the, yeah. the well, according to Wikipedia, what they have listed is the Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal participants. Holy mackerel. It starts with Braun Strowman, and it's Michael Che and Colin Jost, but then... <laughs> Um, for these names on here of from Tyler Breeze, Jinder Mahal, No Way Jose. Sometimes, like I, I am a, like Rhino, Victor, and Connor. Like it is. Oh, that my goodness! This is EC three is getting in on this. This is how he's going to get his WrestleMania debut. Uh-huh. I forgot about him. He's been sort of on the main event uh, as far as the, the show called right. main event um, <laughs> circuit. You know, for, which is I, I, <laughs> I don't know who he uh, whose feathers he ruffled, but you know that happens fast. What like what about like he got the the rocket strapped to him sent straight to the main event but the show and not the action. like you you always talk about like some of these people need to get called up and you put them right in the main event but he's getting called up and putting right on main event onto just... onto yeah the, uh, italics main event um, <laughs> you know he uh, they, they, I think there's something to be said for making sure that all the guys get some time on the show and you know, of course the battle royal is great for that and at least in the men's end of things you can say that there's so many stacked men's right. singles or tag team matches it's the women who really got the the short end you know because there's not uh it's either you were in the main event or bust it seems except for that that women's tag match which itself is kind of a glorified battle royal um and just with you know um with the title on the line and right. i mean that's a that's a that's, it's, it's such a good point because like the, for so many years, Charlotte, ev- all the women you, you interview them, and you're like, "Well, what's next for the for the uh, evolution in the women's division?" And it always came main eventing WrestleMania, main eventing WrestleMania. And at the end of the day, like maybe it should have been getting more than just two matches on the main card at WrestleMania, uh, because I'm guessing I'm guessing that tag team, the women's tag match, will be on the main card. The women's battle royal uh, is pre-show without question, but. That that's fourteen matches announced. Three of them are women. Eleven are men's matches right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't. I think it's it's fairly. It's been ex, it's exposed in that sense as um, a, this is a this is a continuing kind of trial balloon. I think from the McMahon perspective to 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 make sure that people will really tune in and mass and 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 subscribe to the network and mass and just gen, just express interest in in general and mass before I think they're willing to fully democratize their signature night. Right. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just that's my that's my inference or my my 
assessment from outside. All right, we're wrapping things up with Kenny Herzog. You can follow him on Twitter at Kenny, H-E-R-Z-O-G is his last name. That is his Twitter handle. He's got all the links to his ringer write-ups, the WrestleMania matchbooks on his Twitter profile. And you can find all of those or just go to the ringer.com and to the wrestling section. Last thing, this is something I just, uh, we were off last week, and now all of a sudden, like going into 2019, you could say there was only one two-time WWE Hall of Famer, but apparently they have decided that uh, that they're running out of people, I guess, to put in the Hall of Fame, that they want to put in the <laughs> Hall of Fame, and we are now going to end up, Booker T is now going to be a two-time Hall of Famer with Harlem Heat going in, Bret Hart's going to be a two-time Hall of Famer with the Hart Foundation going in, and Shawn Michaels a two-time Hall of Famer uh, with Degeneration X going in so this this is kind of open up in pandora's box there's gonna just be an unlimited amount of two-time hall of famers now they just once they they finally made a second one the floodgates have opened and everybody is eligible for a second run it does open things up and makes the the um the induction selection process and announcement process and it's more more about the announcements and the and the buzz that that generates than anything else um it does make that more i suppose uh flexible i personally think that all those guys just got together and decided we can't let new two-time rock and roll hall of fame inductee stevie nicks outshine us this month we have to (laughs) we have to we have to band together and and uh duly induct at least several men uh twice over this weekend so i you know i'm kidding of course i don't think there's um i don't think there's any i think they're bulletproof picks even if there's an ulterior motive of yeah kind of Giving them of loosening up the um, the uh, um, induction criteria a bit, or or people's what people's expectations are for the induction criteria. So uh, it be what it be. Hopefully they'll at least give good speeches because that's the only that's the only value we get out of actually watching the like nine and a half hour <laughs> uh, Hall of Fame ceremony. Right. But, but and all of the all of the deserving inductees, Harlem Heat being a very deserving, along with the Hart Foundation, uh, to to go in. But this, I just what got me thinking. This we're like the Undertaker's still not even in the Hall of Fame, right? But they're probably going to induct the Brothers of Destruction in the Hall of Fame uh, right. one year too. So Undertaker's going to go in twice. Once was a tag team with Kane, and and The Rock's going to go in. But is he going to go in as member of the Nation of Domination as well? Like right. there's an unlimited amount of two time Hall of Fame potential, and it's all a matter of time, I guess. Before when Evolution goes in, Flair will then become the three time Hall of Famer and have that accolade, yes. which will be harder. It'll be harder to get the three time nod. And you're right, Evolution probably will. I bet Evolution might go in, let's say, next year after whatever happens with Triple H and, and Batista, and maybe they, they, uh, they bury the hatchet, then maybe that it opens the door to that. Um, you know, Nation of Domination, incidentally, who would be deserving of going in, if nothing else is a launching pad for Mark Henry and The Rock. If they did, then you got Ron Simmons would be a two-time Hall of Famer as well, which I think is, is certainly overdue. Right. Yeah, the, 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 the list of two-timers, I think, is going to continue to grow. Uh, but it, it was... It was fascinating because they seemed so hesitant going into this year. And now uh, to make anybody besides Flair that two-timer, and now here we go. But I think Flair is going to become a three-timer, and that's going to be a hard one to beat that only Triple H uh, will have probably the, the chance to do. His, his Hall of Fame inductions will rival the number of bypasses he will eventually have. Oh, <laughs> 
right. So, Kenny Herzog, thank you so much for joining us. One of my uh, favorite wrestling writers out there on the internet, and this series with The Ringer is is fantastic. I'm hoping there's one for for SummerSlam and every major pay-per-view going forward. But everybody follow him at Kenny Herzog and go to TheRinger.com right now. Catch up if you don't know what's happening at WrestleMania. Even if you think you know stuff about these feuds, he's he's found some details and some twists that they should include on television uh, to tell these stories. Uh, He makes them very fascinating. You'll get hyped for every one of these matches. So, Kenny, thank you so much. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, it's Kenny Herzog, uh, at Kenny Herzog on Twitter. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, Anthony Sainz in studio. We are going to take a look back at Grizzlies Wrestling Night. Will there be more Grizzlies Wrestling Nights next year? Or will there be no Grizzlies Wrestling Nights next year? We'll talk about that and more on the other side. You are listening to the Sarita Live Wrestling Hour here on Sports Entertainment. 56 and 87.7 FM. The Tigers, the Grizzlies, the SEC. We are real sports talk. I love it. I love it. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Now, back to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend. The Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour every week is brought to you by Real Memphis Wrestling at the Rec Room. Not only is Rec Room where I'm at every... Tuesday night hosting trivia. Not only is Rec Room a great place uh, to play current and classic video games on giant 20-foot screens. It's also a place where you can watch all the WWE and UFC pay-per-views. They'll have WrestleMania on next Sunday up there at the Rec Room. And now they have real live professional wrestling on the first uh, and uh, third Saturdays of every month. Actually, you know what? That schedule just changed. Yeah. That's breaking news. No, uh, they're doing on Saturday. So they're doing it on Saturdays. It's twice a month on Saturdays, but it's rotating to different Saturdays. So you need to keep up with it by going to RecRoomMemphis.com, liking Rec Room on Facebook, or checking out 901 Wrestling on social media. It is 901 Wrestling now. Five bucks is all it is to get in the door. All ages are welcome during the show. If you're under 21, you must come with a parent or guardian. Uh, Rec Room Memphis located right there off of Sam Cooper Boulevard. That's 3000 Broad Avenue. And they have real live professional. They set up a ring in the middle of this barcade twice a month on Saturday nights. And it is happening again tonight. RecRoomMemphis.com. Don't miss real Memphis wrestling at the Rec Room. Anthony Sainz joining me now in studio. He's the Grizzlies writer for the Memphis Flyer. I know you've been up to the Rec Room to see these shows. Oh, yeah. I'll be there tonight. You'll be there tonight. Yeah, I'll be there. I've I've gone plenty of times, to be honest with you. I'm I'm a low-key underground Memphis wrestling guy. You'll you'll (laughs) find me in the cut sometimes with, with the... With a cold one, enjoying Memphis wrestling. That's why I like it at the rec room too, because you like you're literally drinking a beer and wrestler X is walking past you as he goes to the ring. So that's that's a big plus. We are going to finish up the show today talking some Memphis related stuff here. Uh, next week will be our WrestleMania preview. We'll have live reports from Brooklyn, New York, and uh, maybe from New Jersey. We'll find out. Former WWE.com writer Zach Linder and former WWE creative team member Andrew Goldstein will both join us for our WrestleMania preview live from New York next Saturday. But uh, Memphis News, since we've been off, WWE will be back here in Memphis. SmackDown Live returns uh, to FedEx Forum on July 30th, so the day before Harry Potter's birthday. Uh, SmackDown Live will be right here back in Memphis. Tickets uh, will be on sale in April for that. So if you did not hear that news, that is happening. But this week, they just wrapped up Grizzlies Wrestling Night. Suh, nights. (laughs) Right. Uh, and that's why Anthony saying is here. We're going to talk about it. What did you think? Uh, the big question. They've had uh, six wrestling nights this year. Do you think there will be more wrestling nights next year or no wrestling nights? 
Um, knowing the Grizzlies, they'll probably do whatever we don't expect them to do. Uh, what doesn't make sense? Uh, it would make sense <laughs> to do none or maybe one. But after six, you, you you know who knows what they'll what they'll do next season. And I did a little math. A lot of a lot of Grizzlies fans like numbers and statistics. And oh yeah, uh, you got forty one home games. You had six wrestling nights. So fifteen percent of your games was uh, were wrestling nights. So that's more than one out of every ten games. Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent of your games were wrestling nights. No, the the Grizzlies they really did uh, set the bar on wrestling nights as a mm-hmm. thing in this country, and right? it was dope. The first, the first time they did it, it was amazing. The first time was amazing. The Nature Boy Ric Flair was mm-hmm. here. The second, every time they did it up until this season was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's been, been decent. And so there's questions on what, I guess, what went wrong. What, initially, the reaction of the six, I mean, that that made some people be like, well, what mm-hmm. are they doing, right? Right, and it was a, it was a, a double whammy with me because, um, like, we— with my podcast, uh, we met with the Grizzlies this summer uh, before the season started. And I told them to their face that a lot of stuff you guys think is dope, it ain't dope. <laughs> like, it's, a lot of stuff y'all think is cool, it ain't cool. You know what I mean? And the rest of the night was one of them. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll consider that. You know, we know you guys are, you know, part of the community and people. You is gotta, this after they announced the six wrestling? No, nah, this okay. is before they announced the six. That's, that's yeah. the crazy part about it. Then when we saw the announcement that they were having six wrestling nights, we was like, oh, my God. Like, Maybe we shouldn't have said anything. Maybe they did that just to spite us or whatever. But then we saw the connection with the uniforms, which really had me ticked off. You saw that. Uh, you messaged me about the whole rant I was on about the whole uniforms being based on wrestling, of all things. And uh, that was which, horrible. Which we we just, I would have been fine if they were based. I, they mm-hmm. were based on wrestling. I, my problem was they were not lying to us, but they're definitely deceiving us <laughs> and trying to take advantage of wrestling fans. I, mm-hmm. wa- I watch wrestling. I watch too much uh, wrestling every week, mm-hmm. right? And talk about it every Saturday. Right. I love wrestling. I think six wrestling nights could have worked if they booked it. Right. Uh, they could have booked it, told a story. And but most of the wrestling nights were lacking the key factors, which mm-hmm. is surprises, superstars, and right. stunts. Mm-hmm. They didn't have those. They just kept bringing back Buff Bagwell right. over and over, <laughs> a, a lower level member of the NWO, an active gigolo. Mm-hmm. I don't know Robert Para, who's a fan of Buff Bagwell over there, where they're treating him like he is Jerry the King Lawler, <laughs> uh, which is also a, a, obviously a, a, a big issue with some people mm-hmm. for wrestling night this year's. Because Cause, what's that? Tired of seeing Jerry. Love Jerry. See. Love him. Just tired of seeing him for wrestling night. And he he is get he is actually he's getting older every single year. Yes. And and he's some people don't oldest, love Jerry. Actually. He has you know he is he is the hometown hero. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you uh, but you either you die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. And 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 some people are not really big on on the king anymore as much as before, mm-hmm. based on some of his his stuff he's uh, done publicly or some stuff that's been right. revealed. Mm-hmm. But if you're able to push that aside, which often people do for entertainment purposes, right. uh, I don't blame the king for any of this. Like, you're going to want to get the king involved in wrestling night. I think he should be there, personally. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so you're saying, like, like, okay, initially, so they get off to a pretty awful start, mm-hmm. right? You you announce six, so you have to, that's the expectation. To me, personally, I think they did wrestling night unbelievable. It was awesome. Every year, it was cool Mm because they did something new. They had a surprise. D'Angelo Williams came out and saved the day once. Mm -hmm. You had Jeff Jarrett 
uh, who uh, come out, who is really a Nashville guy, right. talking about how much he loves Nashville, like really using that heel heat. And mm-hmm. also, it was his debut from since he came back from rehab. Right. And so it was a real big deal in the wrestling world that he came back. And he pinned Jerry Lawler, which was a t- stunning surprise. Like, that wasn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So they've done great wrestling nights over the years. And even their last wrestling night, what did you think about that one? Did you see Rikishi? It was cringe. It was very cringe. And uh, what was cringe? What, what did you? I thought it was the best. I thought it was the best one that they've done. What no, did you it, know? it was horrible. Uh, and it was horrible. Unfortunately, I sit in a position where I'm literally sitting on top of them while they're doing this stuff. So I, I see it from an angle that really isn't fair for me to say. I You're don't saying like they're it. out of shape and old. They look horrible. Like, Rick Steiner looked like somebody's granddad's granddad. Like, he looked horrible. Like, he looked absolutely bad in the ring. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at him so close, and it's like, I mean, I'm not the guy who's going to, I'm not I'm not the guy who's going to act like, well, wrestling's fake. I mean, I enjoy wrestling myself. Like I said, I go to 9-1 mm-hmm. wrestling. I'll watch it on TV you, sometimes. You watch it a ton growing yeah, up, too, right? I, like I'm, most I'm ex- Memphians. Yeah, and I'm excited about the AEW thing that's going on. Like, I, I you know, I, I'm abreast of what's going on. I, for some reason... Subscribe to a ton of YouTube channels, and I watch. I keep up with wrestling from afar. I have no idea why I'm so still so connected to it, but I, I watch it. But um, watch it without watching it. But is what I mean to say. But um, as I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, not only are these moves like the 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 punches they're throwing, everything. It was so bad. It was like, okay, that's that doesn't even look close to real. And it's like they're moving so slow. They're old, <laughs> and they're trying to protect each other from like dying in the ring. Almost seems like. And then the whole thing about um, about uh, Brian Christopher and Rikishi and Jerry Lawler, I was like, that was so cringe. I was like, why did they? It's like, of course you can go there, but like, for what benefit was it to put in the whole sympathy thing with with uh, with uh, Grandmaster Sexy passing away? And I was like, that's just a little too much. Like it was. I don't even know if that was scripted. I don't know if the Grizzlies knew that they were going to take it there, but I was like, that's just which what, like when they did the dance or when no, they no when he came out okay. He, he like, like when Rikishi comes out, he said, "Well, Jerry, you know me and your son. You know we were tag team partners." And from the angle I'm looking at, Jerry Lawler's got like tears in his eyes almost. I'm like, "Man, it's just too much, man. It's a grizzly game. Like, I mean, it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's, just it's just too much, man." And then like I was laughing, and I um I was texting Peter Emerson because um uh, uh Lawler's like, uh, "Oh yeah, I, I, the Steiners are here and they want to fight," and he's like. But I don't have a, I don't have a suitable wrestling partner, and he's talking to the, the most suitable guy in the building, in, in Dustin Starr, to be a wrestling partner. He's telling Dustin, he's explaining to him why he doesn't have a he can't he doesn't have anybody to fight with. It was like, yeah, you're standing beside the guy who's probably the most suitable to get in the ring with anybody at this point. But uh, it's just it was horrible, man. <laughs> there's, like, there's nobody here old enough. Yeah, it's like, with who, me. who can I find to get in the ring with me? Like you're talking to the like the guy. He's right there. But yeah, it was it was. It's bad, true, it's true. <laughs> it was bad, man. Then Rikishi had like a full like five X jogging suit on. Like, man, get get out of here with this, man. It was it was bad. And like, and I tweeted like stuff that I wish that they would do or simple things they could do to probably fix it. Might not be as simple as I thought. What are your some of, some of your solutions? I do think um, it's it's very fixable. I think the biggest problem this year was the overuse of Buff Bagwell. Right. The, the they had some without the ring there. If you're going to do something different, do something different. Mm-hmm. Do. A pregame panel. If you're bringing in Mick Foley, like do a pregame panel where it's mm-hmm. Mick Foley and and Jerry Lawler oh, doing be a question and answer man, before be the dope, game. Man. Wrestling fans would want to see that. I can see that. Uh, it just seemed like they were not fully committed, right? Like they're going to say we're going to have six wrestling nights, mm-hmm. but they just they just kind of they they half asked it. But here's the thing: if if they want to, this you gave me an idea literally on the fly. Like if you're yeah. going to do the old dudes, let them come out and do let them host the in arena games, like the stuff they do, like the 
timeout games. Like you have Alexa Bliss being WrestleMania host this year. You could have some being yeah. the host of Wrestling yeah. Night this yeah. time. Let, is those, let the other guys show take the night off. Yeah, and let, let the, the legends come out there and do that. Mick Foley, the host of Wrestling right. Night. Right. And then, like I talked about, um, I was like, just do one a year. You know that Raw yeah. you know, and SmackDown are going to come here. Book it around that. So the night before Raw or the night before SmackDown, these guys are already in town. You're not going to get, you know, the champion or whoever, but just get somebody from the somebody from the actual current WWE roster to come out and do whatever. You can even, like, let it bleed into the storyline on TV. Like, on Raw the next night, they can show, well, so-and-so got jumped in the crowd by, you know, in the middle of a Grizzly game, this happened. You know, just yeah, kind they- of just, I don't, it's just so I, that's a good idea. I doubt that they would do that. Yeah. The, the the tying in when they the very first wrestling I believe was right around Fastlane, and that's why Ric Flair came. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair was brought in by WWE. The reason Nature right. Boy was there, and they should definitely do that. There was opportunities this year. I mean, Raw was here on January fourteenth. Wrestling Night was on J- the Wednesday before on the ninth. So they could have done something big on that. Like mm-hmm. WWE probably could have sent them somebody on the ninth cross promote wrestling night with Monday Night exactly. Raw on, and they didn't do anything. It's now, whether they reached man. out and can't get anybody, that's that's the question. Like, can they just not get anybody? If they can't get anybody, just don't do then it. They then. shouldn't have done six. All right, that's you shouldn't do just, it. Just, just right? don't do it. If you if you can't get anybody, just don't do it. If like anything. They, like teach Tony Allen how to take some bumps and let him come out there and let somebody hit him with a chair and then or something, man. Like it's it's so it's, it's oh my god. It's, but the idea you can only get Buff Bagwell to come <laughs> in or only get like and they got Rikishi. I I thought the Rikishi moment was I thought they should have started the year with this Rikishi one, right? I think the backlash would not have been um, nearly as negative as they got. Uh, from the start of the mm-hmm. season when they put on that first wrestling night, if they would have done this one, because at least Rikishi's an, a big name, and, yeah. it, and it was and it was a relevant moment when they did the dance. Now, how how Grizz can jump through tables, but he can't do the worm? I don't know. <laughs> like, right. how do you do? And that dude's like uh, one of the most athletic dudes, like in that building, man. Like including the players on the court. Right? How did he not do the worm? How do you do a too cool tribute and you don't have the worm? Right. I don't get it. They they did a too cool tribute. At, at my at my wedding, we played the song and people did the dance and there was somebody there doing the worm. Shout out to Ben Hogan. And let me ask you this too, man, because I, yeah. I know you know because you know I, I'm not trying to open a can of worms or anything. Adam, and shout out to him. But Dustin Starr, like, yeah. is he hurt or something? Like, is he like not wrestling anymore? He's, I think he still wrestles. I don't think he's hurt because I don't understand why he isn't like more involved in the wrestling nights. No, I know he wears. He could have been, yeah. I know he wears very snug jeans, and I know his jeans may not allow him to do the moves that he used to could do. <laughs> the jeans, but. I just don't get it. I don't understand why they don't. Where you have a wrestler that yeah, he's can on actually, staff. Because like, you need to go younger. And yeah. Grizz should have been the focus of the star yeah. initially. Like Grizz can't, is a trained professional wrestler. Right. So you have Grizz there. He didn't even really contribute much in this last wrestling didn't know so that. I don't, Didn't know that he was, he was a trained But he's wrestler. a trained wrestler. So he wrestled before. But let's call the 50 So he could be old. wrestling all of these guys. Now, whether or not these guys, you know, it's always fascinating when X Pac agrees to get pinned by mm-hmm. Grizz. It's like. What do you you know? How much money do you have to get paid <laughs> right. to agree to do the job to a mascot? Is yeah. a question, but uh, I just think. <sighs> so weird, you're saying you? I mean, if they announce just one wrestling night next year, you as a casual wrestling fan, somebody who grew up in Memphis, you enjoy mm-hmm. it when it's good. It's it's like that would make sense, right? Yeah. I, as a wrestling fan, I want them to do one. I'm concerned that there's going to be zero uh, mm-hmm. because of just the negative response. There's should, no way they're doing more than one next year. They should do one. And like I said, they should. I, I like what you said with the panel. If you're gonna have the the legends, we don't need to see the legends in the ring, man. Because I fear for their life. Like I honestly feel like you man, don't have to see them. You don't have. Yeah, yeah they've done it. Wrestling night became way too repetitive. Like mm-hmm. everything else, you have to admit though. Like as much as criticism people give the wrestling night, everything the in game promotion is very yeah. repetitive right everything now. Everything they do, Grizz birthday, everything they do, you know, exactly. they do it the same thing every yep. year. Mm-hmm. 
And that's not going to work for the rest the wrestling fan because mm-hmm. who the wrestling if the wrestling the non wrestling fans are not entertained by it mm-hmm. and then you've got to entertain the wrestling fans. But if you keep doing the same thing, wrestling fans know who Buff Bagwell is. Right. They know you're not Buff Bagwell is not going to sell any tickets. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, you're, if you're not doing it for the wrestling fan, you're not doing it for the Grizzly fan. Like who is wrestling night for? You got to figure that out. <laughs> right. And if, and if you do the pregame panel, it's for the wrestling fan. Obviously, mm-hmm. the wrestling fan's going to want to come out. Think if you had uh, Jerry Lawler, Terry Funk pregame panel talk about their empty arena match from the from the the nineteen eighties, right. or you whoever you get, like uh, do a pregame panel with them, right. make that part of a deal. Thirty minutes before the game, you know, six from six to six thirty, come practice court. Exactly, and it seems like it, it should be some. It seems like there's some type of it should be some type of middle ground, like of guys between guys who are current. Right, WWE superstars and the age they of can the get legends. people. Like what? What is Carlito doing? Like where's right. where that guy? I mean, where's uh, where's Ken Masters? Where's that dude? <laughs> I, mean, I, I would rather see one of those guys and see like these guys are like literally Absol- corpses, man. They're like in absolutely. These guys have like you know years of and they're available. And- they're available and affordable. I I will not listen to the argument that you can only get Buff Bagwell. <laughs> go to, go to Starcast, the Starcast convention that's coming up. Right. You go to Starcast, the website, and look at all the talent that's mm-hmm. going to that, and pick and choose. Where is where is Ernest the Cat Miller, man? Let's bring that. Dude. I, he's actually under WWE contract. He's yeah, training man. folks. Let's, let's bring that. You dude. get the Godfather though. Yeah, man. Let's, <laughs> like exactly some type of middle ground, there's, man. There's there, no. There's I mean, there's a list of of, of people you can get that right. they. But to keep going back mm-hmm. to Buff because he was safe was not that's not inspiring yeah, man, anybody. Crazy. It wasn't you weren't booking. It wasn't it, it wasn't very well booked. And you're right when you have you have a wrestler there already. You have a, a mascot that's a trained wrestler. Like there's how this came to be, and they could tell right. good stories. Philip Dean, shout out to Philip Dean. I saw his tweet. Like he's like, what if they turn Jerry Lawler heel mm-hmm. at wrestling? Like they could have told so many good stories this right. year. You had six of them. Yeah, you could have done the first night. The first night you could have set up with. Uh, this Rikishi tribute, page mm-hmm. a tribute to Brian Christopher. Right. But then what if right when that ended? And if you're going to do a tribute, do a real tribute. Don't just like throw it yeah. in like, oh, crap, I forgot all about this. Yeah. Like, it just feels weird. Do yeah. a real tribute. But yeah. you should have done it like a long mm-hmm. time ago. And, but then the king could have turned and like yeah. become a heel. He could have joined the NWO. Yeah, just body think slam. Jerry Lawler yeah. joining the NWO uh, would have been fine. Yeah. I, so you're saying one, you're fine with one wrestling. Yeah, I'm fine with one, man. And, bring, and they, they got to hype up the promotions better, too. It's kind of hard to find, continue to do promotions for wrestling, but... They, they need to find the the belt was not as good as the original belt. So if you're going to do something, oh, the belt was horrible. It was it was horrible. It looked like a bracelet. I, I haven't seen it. I didn't see it in person. It was a it that much? Bracelet. Yeah, it oh, it looked like a bracelet. <laughs> it's like a charm bracelet. The yeah. the scarf was cool. Yeah, the scarf was dope. The, the, I'll go ahead. I'm going to drop the idea right now, and I know they're going to take it and they're going to run. Oh, it. Yeah, they listen exactly. to this. They got they got the Rikishi idea from the show. The McFoley idea. They got all these ideas from the show. That the ones mm-hmm. that, that were actually good, they got from the show. Uh, they're going to do a fanny pack championship belt next year. I'm calling <laughs> fanny pack. They had a fanny pack giveaway, fanny pack belt. So just do the belt, that's, but that's a fanny pack. That's didn't what they, you can do. They the do belt the wrestling buddies things. Like they did the wrestling buddies already. Okay, yeah, yeah did that. Uh-huh. But the fanny pack belt. That's what they need to do. Yeah. And I'm 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 announcing it right now, and they're going to do it, and they will not give me credit. No, they're not. Just but they won't. It. It's fun to have you in studio, Anthony. Uh, tell people how to follow you real quick. Uh, at Saint Asylum on Twitter, at Flyer Grizz Blog on Twitter as well, uh, at the Outsiders Podcast on Twitter. Are you freaking podcast is named after a wrestling tag team. Yeah, exactly, man. So, so yeah, you know what's up. What's up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming out. We'll, we'll have to have you back on on the show here. Um, so we're predicting what like one wrestling night next year. Let's, one night, let's, I, please. I just want at least one, and I hope it goes well. All right, that's it for the show today. We'll be back next week talking wrestling at eleven. The show starts at ten. Until then, I'll see y'all around the territory.
your home for the Ole Miss Rebels. Sports 56 WHBQ Memphis and WPGFLP Memphis. Flynn.